You know what's tiny and mighty? I don't actually know if they sell these anymore or if they're discontinued or whatever, but you might know those groups thingies that you can get at the dollar store. You know, like the cheese it grips. I think there's also like chips deluxe and grams, and they're just like these tiny hexagon looking things. And they're like really tiny in a pouch and you pour them like into your hand and you eat a bunch at once. Those are so tiny, but they're also like so flavorful. And while the health benefits of eating those are quite questionable, today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things ever, which are also tiny and mighty, which is habits. And yeah, so let's talk about why they're tiny and why they're mighty and why they're going to be super helpful to your life. I'm your host, Brooke, and without further ado, let's get right into the episode. So what exactly are habits and why are they important and why should we set good habits? Well, I'm fairly certain you know what a habit is. That's basically just something that you do on a regular basis and it's very consistent and it's difficult to kind of change your habits um, or like give it up. Um, So we know that habits are a tool that can be used to help us if we set some good, healthy, positive habits. But obviously they can also hurt us if we have like these bad habits that are really hard to break such as scrolling through social media every single day, which is something that a lot of us struggle with controlling ourselves with. So basically, habits themselves are not either... They're pretty neutral as like an entity themselves. Um, And it's just that there are many different habits, some of which hurt us and some of which some of which hurt us and some of which are just just genuinely just neutral so today we're going to be talking about how we can use habits to our benefit how we can break bad habits and why it's so important to be focusing on your habits rather than focusing on goals so Just a heads up that a lot of this stuff that I'm going to be talking about today is going to be from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I think it's a really good book. There are a lot of practical tips in there and some of them might be common sense, but it's a really good book. But I know a lot of people are not fans of reading and taking notes and remembering everything from a book and implementing it. So I'm just going to be breaking down his most important concepts from that book so that you can listen to this podcast anywhere and still have that information. So yeah. So first, before we talk about the nitty gritty, I'm just going to talk about why it's so important to focus more on your habits as opposed to goals. So I'm fairly certain I already talked about this before somewhere on my podcast, maybe in season one or something, but um, basically it's really important to set good habits and to make sure you have a really good system because 
these are things that you do on a consistent basis every day, um, as opposed to goals, which can be really abstract or, you know, sometimes they can be like immeasurable almost. And sometimes they're just really intimidating and you don't know how to begin. Habits, on the other hand, so let's say you have a goal is to make a certain amount of money or to get a certain grade on your test or to clean your room. So if your room is like really messy or if you're trying to study for this test and get this grade on it or if you're trying to make a certain amount of money, those are all, you know, good goals to have. But how do you reach that goal exactly? That is a question that many people may struggle with as they try to figure out how do I even achieve this goal? Like a goal is something that you would really like to have to reach, but how do you do it? The goal itself does not tell you that. Whereas if you have a habit, habits are easier because they're smaller things that you can do right now. And it's not as intimidating because if your habit that you want to implement is to drink eight cups of water a day, well, obviously that's probably still not the most simple goal, but at least it tells you what to do. So you can start by saying, okay, I'll drink like two cups in the morning. I'll drink like three cups in the afternoon. I'll drink three cups in the evening or night. And you've got your eight cups of water. Um, yeah. So if you had a goal to read every day and you set it to be more specific, to read 50 pages a day, that tells you exactly what you need to do each day. And you could totally just choose a time of day where you wanted to sit down and focus on that book and focus on reading it. And yeah, habits, they're just a lot simpler and easier to approach than a goal, which might be a lot more intimidating and a lot more multifaceted, I guess. It would require a lot more work. But the thing about habits is that even though doing it, doing one time, doing it for one time is not going to really help you achieve like a whole goal. And even though doing it like one time, you may not feel like you've made a lot of progress. It's actually like compound interest. So at first when it's compounding, you know that it's not really a lot. But as it accumulates over time, there's going to be a big difference um, as opposed to where you began and where you would be if you had not had that compound interest. So that is why you really want to focus on these small but mighty habits. They're easy to implement and they're not intimidating. So it's very easy to trick yourself into falling into a routine of doing these each day and the more you do it the more you will accumulate of the benefits and that will be easier to do and less intimidating than a goal which you might be stuck on forever trying to figure out how do I accomplish this how do I tackle this how do I even begin and also if you make it your goal to clean your room and you do it once and you don't really change your day-to-day -day actions, 
it's going to get messy again real fast and you're going to have to clean it all over again. But whereas if you set it your goal to put away your things and to like tidy up a bit for just like 10 minutes or even just like five minutes a day, your room is going to stay cleaner more consistently compared to if you just let it accumulate with the bad habit you had before of letting your things take over the room and since it's like compound interest bad habits can also accumulate negatively so you might notice an impact on your mental health if you're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling every day so that is why it is also important to break bad habits and we know that it's difficult to break habits but there luckily are ways that you can break bad habits as well so let's just get into the nitty-gritty okay so one of the things that's important to know from the very beginning of the book atomic habits is if you get one percent better each day for one year you'll end up 37 times better when you're done and if you get one percent worse each day for one year you'll be down to nearly zero so this is why habits are a double-edged sword and this is why it's important to focus on those good habits don't be discouraged if change is taking a while to happen it needs to persist long enough to break through a plateau plateau and for you to see results but luckily they are very easy to implement consistently and if you're realistic about it you will persist and you will see those changes and you will reap those benefits so so the basis of the book atomic habits is these four laws about how you can either make a good habit or break a bad habit so for good habits the laws is the laws are one make it obvious two make it attractive three make it easy and four make it satisfying and to break a bad habit all you need to do is reverse the law make it like the opposite so to make it obvious instead of making it obvious you want to make it invisible you want to make it unattractive you want to make it difficult and make it unsatisfying so those are going to be like the direct opposite of what you want to do to set a good habit all right so an important thing when you want to change your habits whether it be implement a new good habit or break a bad habit it's important to know that you really need to focus on that mindset change and i did talk about the importance of mindset many times before and i still really want to focus on talking more about mindset because it really is at the end of the day all about mindset so the important thing is that you can't be too outcome focused because outcomes obviously they're what you get and um the society we live in and values that people have tend to put a lot of emphasis on those outcomes and what you get whereas the the process is not emphasized as much and it's really all about the process 
You may not always be able to win first place, but you're always learning and you're always improving and you're always getting better. And focusing on the outcomes is a really easy way to get number one, burnt out, and number two, just setting like unrealistic expectations for yourself. And three, it's very easy to lose hope and to become more and more discouraged. Whereas if you focus on the process and on the journey and how you're improving and look back on how far you've come, it is really going to help you in the long run because that can serve as a form of internal motivation. And as I've probably mentioned before, internal motivation is a lot better in the long run than external motivation because it is consistent and reliable, whereas external motivation is not as reliable because it could always change and it could always disappear. And internal is always going to be there because you are always going to be there. So you really want to focus on the intrinsic motivation um, and habits can be a part of that. So let's, all right, so let's talk about the first law, which is to make it obvious. A lot of people say that if you're trying to focus on improving your self-control with social media, using those apps that kind of block you from being able to access that, such as forest, which, you know, you plant trees and it blocks you from going on your phone or your tree will die. Um, They say those apps are not really good and they're like unreliable because it's not changing your own self-control and it's kind of like an external way, which, you know, I did just mention that (laughs) external motivation is like unreliable but honestly it is easier if your environment allows you or points you in the right direction so obviously you want to be focusing on trying to improve your own self-control and your own internal motivation as well but if you can control the environment as well you really want to focus on that because that is going to help you a lot and that's going to make it a lot easier for yourself so so that is what the first law is all about it's all about your environment so (laughs) usually you kind of act based on your environment and we're all really affected by our environment like if we have a lot of stuff around us if we have a lot of clutter we can feel pretty stressed as well so that's why when we clean, it's really like having a clean desk, a clean space. It's really like having a clean mind. Um, yeah. So if you also, if you put like a pencil in front of you or like if you make a to-do list and like stick it somewhere really obvious where you'll see it, you're more likely to remember to do something that you wanted to do, right? So that's basically what Make It Obvious is all about. You really want to make it obvious for you to do a certain habit that you want to do so if you want to um (laughs) if you want to read more put a book like where you'll see it or maybe like write a sticky note for yourself of the things that you want to do just try to put it somewhere where you'll see it 
Um, and the same for like bad habits. You want to make it invisible. So, you know, if you go to the store and you get distracted by stuff, we are all distracted by stuff. And same for like scrolling through our phone. We go on our phones with like a specific intention most of the time. And we get distracted by all the other stuff that's there. So because it's there, it makes us like want to be distracted by it. But if it's not there, it can't do the distracting, right? So that is why people use things like Identity, which is like this app website thing that lets you put the links of your most used like the links that you need onto like one area so that you can go straight to it and not have that other distraction that might be there on the way um and that's why if you like avoid going shopping or like online shopping or whatever you're not gonna spend more money because you didn't go shopping and you didn't get distracted by all the other stuff. So, yeah. Obviously, as you go on, you will have more self-control. But to make it easier on yourself, you also want to design your life in a way that does not require you to have self-control. The people with the best self-control are the ones who need to use it the least. One thing that is super important here is habit stacking. This is when you associate one of your already existent habits with another habit that you want to implement. So let's say you eat breakfast and you want to read the news. You could stack these habits by saying, I will read the news when I, um, <laughs> when I am doing when I'm eating breakfast. I don't know why that was hard for me to say. Um, another way you can make a plan of like when and where you're going to do this habit. So the way that James Clear put it out in the book is I will do a habit, insert your habit here, at insert time here, in insert location here. So an example is I will exercise for one hour at 5 p.m. in my local gym. That makes it really specific and really easy like we talked about earlier. So that gives you a really specific thing in instruction to do. And you can just follow that every day. And then for the habit stacking, after I pour my cup of coffee each morning, I will meditate for one minute. Um, yeah, so you really just want to make it obvious and yeah so the second one is to make the second law let's talk about the second law now which is to make it attractive you also want to make something really you want to make it like obviously that's going to be something you want to do so that you do it <laughs> i don't know why this is so weird when it comes out of my mouth <laughs> but yeah so we actually get a lot of satisfaction out of desire and out of like anticipation so making a habit very attractive and irresistible is also something that can make you excited to do it you can steal some tips from advertising obviously in advertising 
people are trying to make you insecure. Well, not people. Companies are trying to make you insecure. Companies are trying to make their products look like saviors when they're in reality. We all know they're not. But like those advertisements can be really irresistible sometimes because, you know, they want to sell that. So those advertisements do succeed in improving their sales. So we want to steal this for ourselves to make our habits irresistible, to do um, good habits. So basically, you want to pamper yourself a little. Well, not really pamper. I, I don't really know the word. Um, indulge. That's the word. You want to indulge yourself a bit. So combining a habit that you need to do with one that you will want to do. This is like habit stacking. So just something that I do that helps me really get into consistent working out every day is that when I work out, um, I let myself listen to podcasts and I let myself watch YouTube or Netflix um, if I'm doing like a leg or arm workout because that can because it's easier to multitask when I'm doing that as opposed to like cardio but yeah so I'm like in one place and it's like strength training kind of and it hurts so if I focus on this watching it makes it more tempting for me to do the workout as opposed to just not having anything and now I'm at the point where I don't really need that to do a workout because I've realized the other benefits like how it makes me feel physically which is something that every good benefit comes every good habit comes with but you know I still let myself do that because it's fun <laughs> and because I want to do that and maybe also because sometimes I don't really have time to do that any other time <laughs> so that is an example of temptation building and yeah, so also you really want to surround yourself with people who are doing the habits that you want to do. You don't really want to be surrounding yourself with people with a bunch of bad habits because you, because people in general like to do the things that other people around them are doing. So you want to surround yourself with people who are the people that you want to be more like. I mean, like, lifestyle-wise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> so the inverse of this law is to make it unattractive. So to fix your bad habits, obviously your bad habits are bad for you, but they tempt you because it just seems so attractive so you want to make it unattractive you want to make it seem like a ridiculous thing to do that gives you absolutely no benefits so um yeah just like tell yourself like all the bad things about it make it something super terrible to do um distance yourself from people who do it a lot stuff like that and then the third law is to make it easy. So you really want to make the habit something that is realistic for you and something... Whoa. 
sorry <laughs> why am i like this okay yeah you want to make the habit something that is easy to do for you and when it comes to habits quantity over quality because it allows us to focus on progress and continuing rather than making sure every single day is perfect because it's kind of like that quote done is better than perfect doing it is better than doing like nothing at all right so and if you're doing nothing at all it's because you're trying to fixate on the idea of having it perfect and having it amazing and having it like absolutely good when you're just procrastinating and stalling your time away and suddenly you have nothing so done is better than perfect and you're gonna get better each day and you're gonna make progress and maybe eventually you can be perfect but it basically just means you need to focus more on doing it rather than the outcome itself when you're doing it each day so you need to practice those habits you need to do it every day um it's going to be accumulating over time so you want to make it not a lot of effort for you to do this can be um, tied in with the obvious you can just put the stuff there in front of you so that you know to do it and one thing that was brought up in the book is the two minute rule which means just tell yourself to do it for two minutes um, anyone can really do anything for like two minutes right that's not bad like meditating for two minutes um, reading for one page, putting one item of clothing away. Those things are really easy to do, right? So the point of doing this for only two minutes is so that you get used to doing it and to making yourself do it, even if it's like not a lot, right? Even if you're doing it for only two minutes, you're still doing it, which is still helping you. Um, that thing he mentioned at the very beginning of the book, if you do, if you get 1% better for a year, you'll be 37 times better. If you go 1% worse, you'll be at zero. So basically, even if you just do it for a bit each day, you are going to get better. Whereas if you stop doing it for a single day, you are going to get worse than you were the day before. And it's a lot easier to get worse than better. So just try to focus on doing a bit as much as you can. And it is okay if you miss like a few days, but you don't want to get into the habit of missing day after day after day after day because that's where it'll get worse and worse and worse and worse and it'll, it'll accumulate. So this basically helps you get into the habit of doing it at all. Um, yeah. So you want to make the bad habits difficult so that you can break it this means doing anything that makes it harder to do that to do that bad habit um so make it impractical and increase the friction so one example is if i don't want to use my phone i'm going to be using the forest app so that i can't go on my phone i'm going to put my phone two rooms away from me so that if i want to go on it i have to walk two rooms away chances are I'm not gonna do that <laughs> so yeah 
Um, and I think, yeah, basically, that's how you break a bad habit is by making it difficult for yourself to do it. And then the fourth law is to make it satisfying. So you really want to make it something that you're like, wow, I'm so glad I did this. I want to do this again and again and again and again. So obviously the outcome, the long-term outcome is going to be like delayed. You're not going to get immediate results, but you can use instant gratification to help you get into the habit of doing these habits and sticking to them. So one way that James Clear has said in his book that can make it satisfying is to have a habit tracker. And this worked a lot for me. Um, well, it's like a double-edged sword. Sometimes I struggled with it before because I was like, um, because I had like an all or nothing mindset. So I was like, oh no, I missed a day and now it's not perfect. So I'm just going to never do this again. But that's, we all know why that's bad. And um, then I got into the habit of just like doing it. And it was pretty satisfying to see my progress. And it was very fun. But now I don't do this even if I do my habits. I just don't do this because I'm lazy. So that's bad. <laughs> but yeah, so this is good for some people and not good for other people. But trackers can be very satisfying for some people. So that is one way. And yeah, so basically just try not to miss two days in a row if you have to miss one day. It's never the first mistake. It's always like the spiral of mistakes. So you really want to be able to rebound quickly and just show up. It doesn't really matter how much you get done. Two minute rule, you could literally just do a two minute rule. And I'm going to be talking about this real quick later. Um, yeah, so you don't really want to measure just the numbers, like how much you're growing um, on Instagram and stuff, you know, like social media makes it easier to focus on numbers, but you should be focusing on the signs of progress rather than numbers. And having an accountability, accountability partner is another method that is in the book. And it is basically something that you can do to make a habit unsatisfying. You can, um, Basically, you get someone else on board and you're like, hey, um, make I'm going to try to do this habit. And if I don't do this habit, I have to like pay you or I have to do something that's like giving yourself a punishment. Um, and you basically just want to like punish yourself if you don't do these habits. And obviously, you don't want to do that. So you're going to try to do it. Um this is like a little bit different than like parents who are strict and like have punishments because to be honest if they don't catch you you wouldn't really go through that punishment right so it's all about um whether you get caught or not and basically it can make things more difficult um because kids will learn how to lie kids will learn how to evade these consequences but when you are trying to set consequences for yourself and hold yourself accountable um it's gonna be a lot harder to get away from that so that is some ways that you can break your habits
Okay, and those are, that was basically a really quick rundown of this entire book um, and the four laws that make it very important. So I do have one more thing I wanted to talk about, which is um, energy management. Um, obviously, some days you're going to be more tired than others, and it's going to be harder to find motivation to do your um, habits. So let's talk about that. Okay, so we talked briefly about energy management before and how basically we want to be putting high energy tasks on the times of the day where we have the most energy and we want to be using those low energy times of day to focus on like relaxing or like things that don't require us to use as much energy so that we can focus on having peak performance in the important things. So, obviously, if you want to have habits, you're going to be trying to do them every day. And usually it's easy to be pretty consistent. But obviously, if you're going through a really rough day, it may not be as easy to have the simple motivations that you would usually have to do things. So, obviously, things like making our beds, getting dressed, brushing our teeth, washing our face... Stuff like that is usually stuff that we do without a second thought. But even on days, there are still days where we're tired to do these things. Like so, so, so tired, so, so, so sad that we lack the motivation to do even these things that we usually do every single day without a second thought. So basically using energy management hand in hand with your habits Um you can set different routines for high energy, mid energy, and low energy. So as James Clear said in that book, just showing up is much better than doing nothing at all. So having three different routines can really help you. They're basically like three different versions of your system. So the low energy is, no, okay. So the high energy is what you would do on like, a regular day um this is like what you do when you have the most energy and this is um what your ideal is this is like your ideal routine um low energy is going to be like when you absolutely have no motivation at all this is the bare minimum for you to do but at least you showed up and that still counts for something and that's still something to be proud of and then mid energy is going to be something in between those two so you have like a bit of motivation but you're still like too tired to do like your full routine that is something you can do in the middle so so my habits right now that i'm trying to focus on exercise study vocabulary study languages write um write 1000 words a day um meditate read the news, take vitamins, positive affirmations, gratitude journal, read, and read the Bible. Those are my habits for every day. Um, so in an ideal situation, I would be doing all these things. I would be writing a thousand words, um, meditating for like around 10 or maybe 10 to 20 minutes. Um, and doing all this other stuff, positive affirmations, um, 
I probably read for like two hours or like one and a half or like one. Um, and then exercise for like two hours. Um, on a midday, I would probably cut down the writing to around 500 to 750 words. Um, I would probably read for a little bit less, um, maybe for like one hour. Um, and then study studying, I would still do the vocabulary, but the languages, I would cut that a little bit shorter. I usually do that for like one hour. My ideal, I would do that for like one to 1.5 hours. And then I'd probably cut that down to like 45 minutes. And then exercise, I would cut that down just like a bit. Maybe just like 20 minutes to do like less cardio. Um, and then on a very low energy day, for me personally, I would probably just cut down languages to like 30 minutes um, or less, 20 minutes. Um, writing 500, 250 to 500 words. Um, meditate still. Um, I would probably cut out read news entirely because on low energy days, that would probably not give me any, any like satisfaction or like any happiness, I guess any joy and that's totally okay that's just something i wanted to do to like be more informed but it's got negative benefits as well negative benefits it's got disadvantages as well um and i'd probably read for like however i felt like it like if i felt like reading one page so be it if i felt like reading a whole book okay and exercise i'd pro probably cut down down as well just like make sure I'm getting some kind of movement, some kind of physical activity, and that would make me feel good. That make me feel all right. So that's how I would do my habits from day to day. Like usually, I think most of my habits they're not too energy consuming. Like taking vitamins, yeah, sure, that's something I can do every day. So that's how I would do the energy stuff. And yeah, I hope this was helpful. Um, I hope you got some ideas for like habits that you might want to implement and how you could do that. Um, remember, they do have a lot of benefits. They're so tiny to do each day, but all accumulated, it's so mighty, just like those grips. I will see you next week with another episode. Stay happy, stay healthy. Bye. Dollar Store Sandwiches is now available to listen on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you'd like to listen to your podcasts. To visit the podcast on any of these platforms, visit our link tree at linktr.ee slash dss podcast on this link tree you'll also find a google form where you can submit any suggestions that you may have for our podcast dollar store sandwiches is uploaded every sunday morning see you next week bye